Somebody could you hand me the uh, pointing device? It's in the bag there. great conversation with the family as I was working and they are uh, I don't know anything about their church I don't know anything about their denomination it just uh, as I was working there we had a conversation about spiritual things and they were able to receive it mm-hmm. and it was uh, I'd never met these people before in my life and uh, it was uh, there tr- truly is unity in Christ mm-hmm. and you meet people all around the world who are uh, in unity, I have no idea what if they have a, a creed or a statement of faith, but our, unity is based in Christ. Yeah. And so we had a mutual uh, being born again and living by faith and trying to please God in our lives. And it was a wonderful time. And I'm sure you've all had these opportunities when you meet people mm-hmm. that you, you've never met them before in your life. And you're, there's a kinship, a fellowship right immediately. Well, I don't have anything uh, written out, printed out, but I would like to go to Hebrews 13. And uh, the, what I wanted to talk about is Hebrews 13, 17. And it occurred to me, uh, I've been thinking about this, Hebrews 13, 17, Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been thinking about having watch for your souls. And uh, there's a... Uh, in some uh, churches... There's uh, uh, organized churches. They have uh, different offices in the church, like a, a vicar. We don't have those offices. Uh, a vicar and a curate. A curate would be someone who would uh, perform duties of service to others. But uh, there's a, a sermon by uh, Spurgeon about the, how Christ, the curatorship of Christ, how he, and it comes from a Latin word meaning the care, so the care of souls. And so, I don't know about you, but my soul needs a lot of care. <laughs> and uh, I praise God, it says that we have uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he's a, he's a bishop of our souls. He's watching over our souls. Amen. But it occurred to me, thinking about uh, this verse... And uh, we'll just go through what it says. It says, obey them that have the rule over you. Uh-huh. Well, that phrase is used if you go to uh, Hebrews thirteen seven. 
Now, in this way, it says, Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the, considering the end of their conversation. So one way to identify these people who have the rule over you is they have spoken unto you the word of God. And in... Uh, In the, in the world, there is an authority structure. In the military, well, we start with our president, then we have the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and then people under him, the different branches of the military have, uh, um, I don't know all the titles, but you have generals with one or two or three or five stars, and under them would be different layers of uh, authority. I remember there was a man who came to uh, Jesus, he was a centurion, and he said he was a man himself was a man under authority. And Jesus was able to heal his servant at a great distance. And he said, I have not seen such great faith, not, not even in Israel, because this man recognized it as authority structure. But that's, in, the, in the world, it's like you knuckle down and you do whatever the boss says. And if you don't, you'll get fired if you're in a workplace. You know, you got a, the employees and then a management, 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 and then the owner of the company or the president. Well, you answer to him, but you have to do exactly what he says or you might.
Yes. It has to be recognized. Yes. And, and the, give thanks for it. In uh, Exodus. the one that appointed the hierarchy. So ex- it's a matter of submission to God whether or not you honor it or not. Exodus 18 is the passage where it talks about Jethro. It's uh, mm-hmm. verse 14, and I want—I uh, just want to refer you to that. You're welcome to study that at your leisure. But it was a top-down. Moses was being busy all day long, meeting all these people's needs, answering questions, and Jethro, his father-in-law, said, "Well, you need to appoint some judges who will take the load off of you." Yeah, but they didn't direct the people; they just answered the call. The under judges didn't—they didn't, they didn't lead the people. I can see that. They handled the menial, the menial tasks, so to speak. Well, they did what they were appointed to yeah. do. They don't—they didn't go beyond what they were appointed to do, because that's what they were being equipped for. That's right. You're appointed to answer the questions, you know, to settle the disputes, not answer the questions. And Jesus said that. Uh, in the kingdom of God, it wasn't to be that way. The uh, it's in Mark chapter ten. In the kingdom of God, the, whoever wants to be great in the kingdom of God, he would be the servant of all. Mm-hmm. And so, what I want to point out is how you can recognize those who have the rule over you. The, uh, there was an incident when James and John came to Jesus wanting positions of power and authority in the kingdom and we want to sit on your right and your left hand and well here's the response w- was uh, Mark 10:42. Jesus called his disciples to him and saith unto them you know they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them and their great ones exercise authority upon them so shall it not be among you. But whosoever will be the great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever will you be the chiefest shall be servant of all. For the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. So Christ is our example. And he, he said that in the kingdom of God, that the, the leaders, they're not exercising lordship the way the Gentiles do. They're servants. And so I want to point out one way of recognizing those who have the rule are those who are who are the servants who are meeting the needs? Yes. I, I don't interrupt you. Um, Sister June. Jesus is the truth. And when he came, he did the truth. John says the, to do the truth. Mm-hmm. So he's more than an example. He did the truth. This is what the truth looks like. He came to serve the Father, and he came to serve. He said, I've come as a servant so we we might we call it an example because it's something we can see but it's the truth lived out in front of us and those that are of the truth will be the same way yeah. Well, yeah, Jesus answered he didn't say there aren't any appointments yeah no he said that so the offices have already been filled that that's not yeah. mine this isn't mine to give right yeah. God gives them yes yeah so there are right and left positions. That's right. Yeah. So I wanted to point out in Hebrews thirteen seventeen, it, say, it says, Obey them, they have the rule over you, yeah. and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give an account. 
in Hebrews 13, 7, it uses that same phrase, and it says, Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken to you the word of God. So that's a way of identifying those who have the rule over you. They've, they've been beneficial to increasing your faith through expounding and, and by example, showing you the word of God. And in uh, Hebrews 13, 24, salute all them that have the rule over you and all the saints. So there are those who have the rule over you, but it's not an authoritarian, you knuckle down and uh, get with the program kind of thing. That's the, way the, that's the way the Gentiles do it. Jesus said that's not the way it is in the kingdom of God. You notice that uh, in the text he didn't, yeah, the, now Thessalonians, mm-hmm. he's 5.12, he says, We beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord That's and right. admonish you. Amen. And to esteem them very highly and love for their work's sake. That's, That's right. right. To use, it's a responsibility. The people don't say, who are the, who are they? It's, yeah. They're to know. Yeah. Who's doing the work of who's doing this kind of work of caring for the flock? Who's right. who's doing that? Well, yeah. there are some groups of yeah. there isn't anybody doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. But there there are wherever there are people that are caring for the church, that's uh, what they're doing. That's right. Amen. Brother uh, Robert. Yeah, it's it, it, first Peter five three it says, Neither as being lords over Lord's God's heritage. Right. So see this is a more it's just a you're guiding you, in other words, if you'll submit to them, they'll lead you into green Being pastures. examples yeah. to the flock. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Amen. So that's that's how we recognize who the those who have the rule Amen. are. Now, notice this isn't written to the rulers, to the elders, the overseers, the shepherds. It's not written to them. We'll make sure and get them to uh, be obedient. It's written to the flock, to honor, to know them, to respect them, to obey them, to submit to them. And this study wouldn't be received if other people... uh, I think Brother Given or Brother Robert would be more uh, able to teach this lesson, but it wouldn't be received if either one of them taught this lesson. And my purpose, I'm, I want to focus on the part about watching for your souls, but this verse just struck me that it's misunderstood, and I, so I wanted to get into the part, this part about the, those who have the rule over you. Now, that would be You notice that in uh, that is also used for a shepherd. When uh, in Micah five two, it talks a prophecy about Jesus when he was uh, about him being born in Bethlehem. And here's what it says in Micah five two: But thou. Bethlehem Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel. And in uh, Matthew 2.6, this is when the, the wise men came to Jerusalem trying to f- find the newborn baby Jesus. And it's in Matthew 2.6, Thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah are not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee 
shall come a ruler that shall rule my people Israel. But there's other places where that is translated as to, to shepherd my people. So it's, it has to do with watching out. It's back in Hebrews 13, 17, watching out for the souls of the people. That's what the focus is. If, if someone is a, a ruler in the church, it's because the people who are in the congregation recognize that. They, they've been taught the word, and they see that these people are, by example, uh, living out Christ's words, you know, going through suffering, enduring it patiently, and increasing through faith and all these things. So you recognize these, who these people are. And it says to submit yourself. Mm-hmm. Now there is submission. Brother Robert, go ahead. Yeah, this thing, uh, talks about submitting. Now, the thing is this, is that God has set the members in the body as it pleased him. And there's someone who knows more than you know. I know they're, they're, they, they're, they're, they've been put in the body in order to, to help us, to guide us. And we don't submit to them. God's not going to give it to you another way. You're not going to just stumble upon this because you ignored the person that God set in the body to teach you. So that's why we were ought to we are now there may come a time when that leader sees something in you that he's never thought of before. Why? Because this is this is an exchange. Okay, you're you're you you can lead only as far as you can see. That's as far as you can lead. Now, a leader has been given more to see so that they can share it. They can, they can help the body of Christ grow up. Paul talked about this, growing, growing up. Now, but see, if you don't submit to Paul, there's a lot of things you're not going to receive. Now, he's not alive in the flesh today, but his words are alive. See, he gave us things that are real. And so the church is rethinking Paul. They're going to come to different decisions about Paul. This is wrong, okay? They ought to submit to him. That's what they ought to do. Submit to him. God gave him thanks for the body. And as you submit to him, you'll find that it's a blessed thing to submit to someone who God's given a lot of resources to. Amen. Brother Justin. Amen. Jesus said... He said, you know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Now, see, Paul lived that out. He said, I've labored more abundantly than you all. See, see he, he, he inconvenienced himself because he had this care. It came upon him daily, the care of the churches. Yes. And he set forth as our example. Amen. Sister June. Yes. Again, here in Galatians, where there, there was a problem with the, the people holding to the doctrine that was delivered to them. It says, Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? They, those that are corrupting it, they zealously affect you, but not well. Yea, they would exclude you. They ye might affect them. But it is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing, and not only when I am present with you. My little children. Now, that's a very tender expression. 
my little children. Another place he said, you have you have many teachers, but not many fathers. Yes. It says, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Yes. I desire to be present with you now and to change my voice, for I stand in doubt of you. See, this is the kind of minister. He's ministering. Uh, people have taken that word, servant and minister, and turned it into whoever is behind the pulpit is to be milk toast and do what I say and please us with their words. And, you know, uh, if my if my plumbing is bad, you call the minister and he comes over and ministers plumbing and he ministers, you know, not that we don't do things for one another because we do have a heart for any need that the brethren have. But the minister is laboring in the word and the doctrine specifically. Now he does the things that the other brethren do also because in that we, we, we all participate. But the, what we're talking about is someone that God has given the position and therefore he's given them, he's equipped them to this end that they be able to take the things of God as it's ministered to them and deliver it to the people for their profit and for their yeah. good and for the unity and for the, all the things, all the good things that come from this, for their protection. Paul's talking about those <coughs> that would corrupt them. And he's, he's laboring, he's ministering to them. And he does it with his heart. A true minister of God has a heart for the flock God gave him. Yeah. Amen. Now, yeah, the pictures, the, the, this type of person can't tell everything he's heard. Paul said, I got a lot of things more to say, but I can't say them to you. So he, the person, he passes on what he knows they need and can understand, but you read the epistles, and no epistle is devoted to what Paul just himself knew. He delivered what needed to be known by them. So the person who has been God raised up to be a, a leader, he cannot divulge everything God shows him to the people. It, it, it depends on what state the people's in. It's discretionary. Yes. Teaching is discretionary. All the way through Scripture is discretionary. So the more the people grow, the more they get. That's the way it works. Amen. Sister Linda. Also, the minister, our shepherd, he's not a hireling. Christ said, That's right. he's not a hireling. He does it because this is what Christ has given him to do, what God has said, to minister to the people. And in a shepherd's life, yes, sometimes he has to correct the sheep. But he cares for his sheep. He makes sure they have safe pasture. He gives them the word of God to help them grow, like nourishing grass for the sheep. He gives them the water yeah. that God wants for the sheep to have. And that shepherd loves his sheep, where yes. a hireling doesn't. Mm -hmm. and yeah. You think Brother Gavin, he loves his sheep. Mm -hmm. So does Brother Robert. And we know that. He's a true minister. They are both true ministers, true rulers, quote-unquote, over the flock. Yeah. Because they have our best interest 
Amen. By the way, I didn't tell Linda to say that. In the world, like a charismatic type person, he'll rise to the surface in any segment of society. Mm-hmm. But this is not the way it is with this. Amen. See, Paul didn't. He could. He wasn't. He wouldn't be prominent in a political arena. He, yeah. he wasn't mm-hmm. prominent. See, yeah. this prominence is only in the body of Christ. That's the only place it is. But in worldly fame, it crosses all kind of lines. Yes. Amen. So, so a person of God who's a king in God's kingdom may be a, may be of absolute zero in any other segment of society. Amen. Amen. Brother Justin. Amen. Yeah, when he came to the Corinthians, it says that he didn't come with excellency of speech and in the wisdom of men. See, Paul. And then this discretionary teaching that we're talking about, how ministers, are, their teaching is discretionary. You know, Jesus, he covered this when he said, yes, he said, don't cast your pearls before the swine. He said, don't give what's holy to the dogs. See, see Jesus Jesus set forth that example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's a reason for this. is because truth is communicated to be used. Yes, Amen. That's what it's communicated for, to be used. So well, you have you have to advance to a point where you can, in fact, use it. You can't yeah. give tools to a baby. That's and, right. See, so that, but the, the lead person who brings up of God has a couple of objectives. One is, well, first is he's got to please God because he's going to answer to them. And he's got to distribute things appropriately so that babies don't stay babies. And yes. people that are growing up don't get cocky. And mm-hmm. see, he's got the minister with all of this in mind. Yes, amen. And this amen. kind of mentality will not work on the world level. It won't work. No. Yeah. yeah. Sister June. Yeah, it, it, actually, we can see the way of the world being imposed on the church. That's right. In a lot. Yeah. That's the, right. The way of the world. Now, I'm going to take a different example because... Uh, Correction: The flesh always bows its back at obedience. Yeah, that's right. You're not going to tell me what to do. Yeah. Well, the minister isn't telling you every little little bit of your life. He's giving what you what you need to be able to make those decisions in a way that pleases God yourself. That's so he's not saying, you know, you have to use certain tableware when you have company. That's that's busybody stuff. He's not a busybody. He's dealing with the principles of faith in these things to grow us up to where we can we can conduct our lives circumspectly before God and before men. Okay, now, here's an example. The world, for, for years and years, but here's where it breaks down. God is perfect. People are not. All right, but in a perfect world, parents would correct their children and they would know their own children and they would know what correction that child needed some can be guided with the eye others need to be chastised so a good parent would know their child know the offense and be able to give a just recompense for any activity okay good or evil the world comes in and says we don't like the way you discipline you're not allowed to do this and you're not allowed to do that what does the church do you're not allowed to speak 
very hard against something here. You're not allowed. We we want you to speak comfortably to us. Yeah, speak comfortable. Well, if you believe the scripture, all scripture will comfort you. It'll relieve you of burdens mm-hmm. and keep you out of troubles. So you are comforted. Amen. But it's it's the way of the world to say, we don't like it that way. You do it this way. You do it that way. We want this, but we don't want that. Well, if God said you need this, yeah. a true shepherd will give it to you whether you say you want it or not. Mm-hmm. And then it's your, the balls in your court. You have to receive or reject what God has to do it. Amen. 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 Brother Robert. Yeah, it's uh, Ephesians 5.21 says, Submitting yourselves one to another right. in the fear in of God. Fear. Now, <laughs> if you're walking in the Spirit and, and your, your main goal is to please God, and, and your main desire is to see Christ more perfectly and to and, and to walk with Him. Subjection is just something that you're going to become very That's familiar right. with. That's right. You're going to submit to Him. That's right. Now, under Him, He set leaders. He set those in authority. In authority for what? To guide us. To, to give us what God's given them. And for they're now they're going to have to give an account for what they've done. And so, see, for us, when you see it right, when you see that, that see, we're, we're underneath this fear of God. In other words, we don't want to offend God in anything. So why would we not submit to yeah. those who God put over? See, this, see in other words, it's, this is, to not submit is rebellion. That's what it is. Yes. And so we know how God feels about rebellion. We've seen it at the foot of the mountain of Mount Sinai where God can't. He, they were rebellious, and God was just going to take them out. This is for your our good. Mm-hmm. So, see, when you see it like that, well, now you're, you'll be more willing. You're just willing to submit to someone who can help you to, to grow in the faith and to, to give you things that it may have taken them years for God to, to show them this, to see it. And now they're, they can show it to you. See, this is it's wrong not to submit. Yeah. yeah. There's a Sister supply Jim. that we receive in our submitting one to another. Okay? Yes, amen. This does not this scripture does not imply that we don't receive from everybody That's something. That's right. That's amen. exactly it. Yes. In yeah. fact, if the pastor is really doing his job, uh-huh. then the congregation is yeah. going to be more That's equipped right. to right. share and to one to another. have profitable things yes. to, one to yes. Amen. So it's, it's not a competition. It isn't a bossship type of Amen. thing. That's right. Now think of it this way. There was a time when it was impossible for us to submit. Yes. Amen. Now what benefits have we received in this being subject one to another and for taking yes. heed to those that Christ has given yes. to, mm-hmm. our church, to our congregations to assist us in this? Look what we have received. It's uh, we've received protection. Yes, amen. We've we've uh, received a, a pastor will will be a unifying mm-hmm. a unifying yeah. point for the congregation, not for his own doctrine, but with the doctrine of Christ. Yeah. Yes, amen. Uh, he he's a a laborer. Well, when he labors, we get the benefit of his labor. That's right. I mean, there are things that we receive. We're 
you know, we're not just thrown out there like, okay, willy-nilly, what doctrine? There's so many doctrines to pick from. And th this is a person God has put there to help focus us rightly on the Scripture, the whole of Scripture, not just a little something here and something there sitting by itself. None of the Scripture sits by itself. And so we want to be thankful to God for this provision to us. And if we reject what God has given, we have not been thankful. That's right. Amen. And this text that Brother Bob brought up, submit to one another. In the body of Christ, there'll be people that have more than you got. Mm -hmm. That's right. They're not in charge of the assembly, mm -hmm. but they're in charge of what they've been given. So yeah. you submit to one another, wherever, wherever any brother or sister, young or old, male or female, they've seen something you haven't seen and they've shared it. You, That's right. You submit to it. In this, there's no competition. There's no yes. competition in doing this. Mm -hmm. The the one that had the rule, he has a larger, larger responsibility. But everyone is responsible for the truth they've seen. Amen. Amen. That's right. And we're responsible to submit That's to the right. truth they've seen. Amen. We're going to take us to First Corinthians 16. First Corinthians 16, verse 15. I beseech you, brethren. And has a parenthetical thought. You know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. That ye submit yourselves unto such, and to everyone that helpeth with us, and laboreth. And then it continues in verse 17. I am glad of the coming of Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaicus, for that which was lacking on your part they have supplied. For they have refreshed my spirit and yours, Therefore, acknowledge ye them that are such. So let's go back through these qualities we see in the house of yeah. Stephanus. They have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. He told them they, 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 to submit to Phoebe. Yeah. What was lacking mm -hmm. on your part, they have supplied. So you're looking for people who have supplied your lack. Mm -hmm. They've addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. They are laboring in the word. And they refresh your spirit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it says, acknowledge them that are such. So it's, if, if you're in the flock of God, you recognize these people. Acknowledge those people who that you see are meeting these qualities. That's mm -hmm. yeah. who the rulers are. And Paul submitted to the people that had more resources. That's right. Yeah. He submitted himself. That's right. And received what they had. Mm-hmm. Amen. In First uh, Peter five five, likewise ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder, and it says, Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. So if, if a person has a lot of knowledge about the Bible, but they end up being proud about it, then that's the opposite of humility, and it's possible as as you get more knowledge you can be puffed up with pride Not, knowledge puffs up but love edifies yeah don't share that knowledge <laughs> <laughs> well, you shouldn't judge it no. if, if that kind of knowledge puffs, puffs you up that's not the knowledge you share that's a knowledge you gotta subdue that's right yeah, yeah. 
So it's not talking about the knowledge of Christ. No, right. Christ doesn't puff you no, up. No, it doesn't. Amen. It doesn't puff up. Amen. No. <laughs> it builds up. It doesn't puff it up. It builds up. up. Amen. Well, see, some Amen. people don't see this. Some yeah. people think the more you know, the more proud you get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if and I want to focus on uh, about those that watch for your souls in Ezekiel. God had appointed Ezekiel as a watchman in Ezekiel three seventeen through 21. Mm-hmm. Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word of my mouth and give them warning from me. Yes. When I say to the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood... His blood will I require at thine hand. Yet if thou warn not the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness, and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die, because thou hast not given him warning. He shall die in his sin. And his righteousness, which he hath done, shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous man sin not and doth not sin, he shall surely live because he is warned and thou hast delivered thy soul. That's talking about watching for the soul. You see, you preach the gospel and you see there's a, there's a sin that's overtaking people and you tell them about it and you warn them. Well, you warn people about sin and about righteousness and the judgment to come, the work of the Holy Spirit. If you talk about those things, it's not popular, but that is watching yeah. Over the souls of the flock. Amen. Yeah, when, you, when you watch to give an account, mm-hmm. this promotes humility. Yes, amen. That's right. See, when you're talking about you giving an account to God, yeah. all right, that changes the whole picture. Yeah. That that promotes humility, which is this other yeah. lording it over the flock promotes pride. That's right. Amen. amen. In Ezekiel 33, verse 2, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people, and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of the coast and set him for a watchman, it goes on about him blowing the trumpet and warning people about danger coming. So this is the job of the ruler. We would call them elder, bishop, uh, overseer, ruler. Their job is to watch out and to blow a warning on the trumpet to tell people what's coming and to get them ready for it. Amen. And I see that happening. Yes, amen. Now in verse 7, See, so thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Amen. So that's what the watching for the souls right. is a warning from God delivered yes. by the. Yes. Amen. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die. If thou dost not speak mm-hmm. to warn the wicked from his way, mm-hmm. that wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his Amen. blood will I require at thy hand. Yes. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked mm-hmm. of his way. To turn from it, mm-hmm. if he does not turn from his from his way, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul. Mm-hmm. So if you warn people, yeah. their blood's not on your hands anymore. That's right, amen. And I appreciate Brother uh, Justin's class on uh, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Colossians three. Mm-hmm. That's not a popular message that you were talking about. Mortify the members of your body which are on the earth. People don't talk about that, but that's a necessary thing that you have to warn people about. Yes. There's not enough time here, but I'd take you to Acts 20. 
when Paul himself, uh, 24 through 26, Paul says, I am pure from the blood of all men. So he, he did not shrink back from warning people. He has a watchman. So you look for those people who are watchmen who are warning you about the... That's right. And then it says in Acts 20, 28, Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock yes. over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. Now he's on the beach at Miletus. He's talking to the elders. He called them from Ephesus. They came to him on the beach, and they said goodbye to them, and they wept and hugged each other. But he told them that they are overseers and to feed the flock of God, to feed the church of God. That is involved in the being a ruler, to be a shepherd, to protect, provide, care for, to nourish them, to warn them of danger coming. Three years he warned them night and day with tears. Yeah. Three years. Yeah. Night and day with tears about a coming apostasy. Yeah. Now that was out of interest of the flock. That's right. Amen. I don't think he became wealthy because of it. No. But that wouldn't be a popular message today. No? Yes. How about this one? First Peter 5, mm-hmm. 2, and 3. Yeah. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, yeah. but willingly, not for filthy yeah. lucre, but of a ready mind. Amen. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. Amen. That's the kind of people that the rulers are to be. That's right. And those are the kind of rulers that we have in our congregation. And in... Uh, not by constraint. Yeah. Not by constraint. Yeah. Well, you're constrained by Christ. That's right. That's right. Well, see, someone's voted in as by constraint. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if 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 you were a, a guy back in the early days of the country and you were leading the uh, wagon train into the mountains and <laughs> and and they said we're going to go this way over here and you say no no don't go that way that. Uh, goes right through the Indian territory and you'll all be slaughtered. And they said, we're doing what we want. This is closer. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. You would plead with them. Because you know what's going to happen. You already know. Yeah, he's been there. But see, some people, they pass on. They, they will not listen. They will not submit. And so, actually, they're on their own then. See, they're on their own. They, right. They've refused the messenger that God sent. They've refused the guide that God put over them. And now, whatever whatever happens, see, it's on their own head. And to those around them. See, the thing is that some people will lead other people out into the wilderness. They think, yes. well, we have the best idea. Follow me. Well, is it really the best idea if you're going to ignore the person or the people that God has given the understanding. So see, the wise people would say to their guide, we hired you to guide us. <laughs> I mean, we, we have employed you. We, we have willingly followed you. Well, what do you think is best? And then when they give their advice, then you, you take the advice. And then what, what, what's the result of that? You're, you're, you're better for it, right? You actually make it to your destination, which is what we all want to do. We want to make it to our destination in safe. And then along the way, see... He can point out a lot of a lot of things. You can learn a lot from someone who's already been there. Amen. You Sister Heather. Mission, some, yes. Some leaders that led the people out. Yes. All of them were killed. That's right. Sister Heather. Um, in Luke 18, we see this um, the example of the rich young ruler. Mm. Um, 
asking Jesus, what shall I do to inherit yeah. eternal life? Yeah, that's good. And Jesus says, um, all these, Jesus says, you lackest thou one thing, so all that thou hast and distribute it unto the poor, and then you shall have treasure in heaven and come follow me. And the rich young ruler, it says he was very sorrowful when he heard that. Um, and the conclusion was that it was easier for a cam camel to go through the eye of a needle than for the rich man to enter the kingdom of God because his riches prevented him from being humble and receiving from Jesus himself. Yeah. And receiving mm -hmm. Amen. life. Amen. Amen. Jesus saw that the man was covetous. Mm -hmm. All rich men aren't covetous, but that one was that Jesus saw it. That's why he told them that. Mm -hmm. That's a good example. Yes. There's a parable of Jesus in Luke 16 about a man who is a steward. And it says in Luke 16, 1, he said also to his disciples, There was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear of this? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. Yes, okay, so I would also point you to the scripture in uh, Romans fourteen twelve. Every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a day when we have to give an account. But those who are the rulers not only have to give an account for themselves, but for those who they taught and they led and they mm -hmm. took care of. Now that, <laughs> think about that, Sister June. James says, My brethren, be not many masters, being teachers, mm -hmm. knowing that we shall receive the greater yeah, condemnation. condemnation. Yes, amen. So no. a person that would seek that office, they're foolish to seek it yeah. if it hasn't been given to yes, them by amen. the Lord. The greater condemnation is by both men and God. Yeah. It's a serious thing. Yes, sure People is. are, are if, if, your, if your motive is anything except for serving God and, mm, and yeah. loving and serving his people, yeah. well then that's that's just a clue to you that this is not your ministry. Mm -hmm. Here's a um, scripture in Second uh, Corinthians 5 10. We must all appear for, before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done whether we good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men that we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your conscience. So we have to give an account for ourselves with the, the elders and overseers, and the, they have to give an account for the flock. And it says, knowing Therefore, the terror of the Lord. What are, you, what are you going to do when you show up at the judgment and you have to say, well, I poured my life into this person and I, gave, I was a good example and I, I warned them about dangers and I taught them the word and then, but they, they went astray and they, that, that would be with, that would not be with joy. Yeah, that's right. That would be with grief. Mm -hmm. If you have to give an account of, at the judgment day of grief, you're saying, well, I, I did my best, but I, it would, uh, I know everyone's accountable for themselves, but f f for those that you're teaching. He, he didn't say that the person would be lost, give it with grief. Think of Moses. 
Yeah. Think of Moses yes. giving an account for the flock. Yeah. Yes. He wasn't lost. He was faithful. Right. And he had to. He grieved. That's right. Amen. See, because of the people had said. That, but you want to give an account with joy. That's right. You, so you can, you can give an account with grief, and he himself will be saved, so is by fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, he's got to pass through the judgment, too. I was thinking about it. But everything works for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just, everybody does their right job. There's, um... <laughs> A foundation that is being built upon. First uh, Corinthians three, twelve. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, yeah. stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. Yes, amen. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man has work abide which he hath built thereon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So these are just things I had thought about. Uh, ultimately, we submit we submit to God. Amen. But those we submit to one another. Amen. We submit to the uh, elders and rulers and overseers in the congregation. It says, obey them, they have a rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. It says, they must give an account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Yes. And that was what I wanted to talk about, and I, we covered a lot of things. I hope, does anyone have any closing comments or thoughts? I uh, appreciate your good attention, and, uh, and once again, it turned out to be a better class than I thought it would have been. That's because the audience is good audience, but participation. Let's have a word of, of prayer and go have some refreshments. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this day we can come in your house and worship you and learn of the scriptures. And Lord, we we want to have uh, humble hearts. Amen. We want to be able to receive everything that you have for us. And those that teach, we want to, of course, we want to try the spirits and see if there, there is uh, anything false is being taught but Lord the, those that are teaching are teaching as it was the oracles of God and we want to receive it and we want to submit ourselves to those who are the rulers Lord we pray that we pray that you'll build up this fellowship mm-hmm. we're strengthened in our inner man we've been encouraged and we're dedicated to serve you. Lord, we ask that we could uh, be faithful and witnessing to other people. Lord, we'd like to see the numbers of people grow. But Lord, we pray that these uh, lessons that are going out over the Internet to people around the world, that, that it would be a blessing to them and they could see the true teaching of the Scriptures in the, in the right spirit, the Spirit of Christ. Lord, we ask for a blessing on that ministry. And Brother, given doing his... Uh, teaching every day. Lord, we pray there would be no hindrance on the, through the companies that manage the internet. Lord, we pray that this information would be able to go out to many people who would be blessed and turn to Christ in faith and obedience. Lord, we ask for a blessing on our food this morning and our conversation. We want to be a blessing to you and encourage each other. 
In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.